everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. This is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Hit that subscribe button, like, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing as I grow this thing from the ground up. My guest today is Francis Jones. Francis is the author of the book, Overcoming the Emotional Stigma of Infertility, Barren but Not Ashamed. It tells the story of the negativity she experienced during her 20-year journey of not being able to conceive. Frances writes about how she was able to become free of those negative emotions, found peace with not being able to have a child, and stopped infertility from controlling her life. She is also the founder of Heart Desires Fulfillment Coaching, and she's an IPEC certified professional coach. Frances, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I truly, truly appreciate being able to share with you and your audience. You're very welcome. Thank you for coming on. Um, let me start out something I was kind of referencing to right before we got started. Um, it takes courage to share such intimate and personal stories like the ones you're sharing about your journey. Um, what motivated you to write the book and how did you summon up that courage to tell your story? Okay, thank you for that question. Um, actually, I had no intention of ever sharing that story. I had no intention of ever letting anyone in to my window of my soul, so to speak. The thing about it was, though, um, because I had gone through so much heartache and I was able to come out of that heartache and find peace and purpose with what I had gone through, I began to think about that there were others who were yet going through, others who didn't know how to navigate through those negative emotions and were still just being blocked and, and losing the, the joy in life. Hmm. And because I was able to find a way to come out, I felt compelled to share my story and to help anyone who's going through anything that's hard for them, not just infertility, but life challenges, you know, in general. But I wanted to be able to help anyone going through those challenges to see that there is light on the other side of the tunnel. And that's why I'm so open about sharing it because I know hurt can cause people to lose hope. And I want to give as much hope as I possibly can. You know, in preparing for the show, uh, I came across some statistics that, that shocked me. Um, according to the CDC, 19% of women of childbearing age uh, are unable to conceive after one year of trying. And that number jumps to 26% are unable uh, to carry a pregnancy through full term. Um, given the large number of women that this affects, why do you think society places such a negative stigma on infertility? Well, truthfully, I believe, number one, there's lack of awareness and understanding. Um, people take it for granted, the gift of bringing forth life. Those who have never had that issue they t I believe, personally, mm -hmm. they take it for granted, realizing, especially in the African-American community, you know, there's a stigma in itself that we as African-American women, we can conceive without even thinking about it, just blinking our eyes and wow, we're pregnant, right? But we don't realize that there are so many women, not just in the African-American community, but in every, you know, culture that's having difficulties bringing forth life. Mm -hmm. And there's an embarrassment to that, especially if you come from a fertile family such as I did. There's an embarrassment there because you feel like you're less than a woman. You feel like you're damaged good. At least that's how I felt. And so the negativity and the stigma that goes around there is just feeling like you're left out. You're, you don't measure up. Mm. And sometimes people just don't understand because they haven't personally experienced it. 
was it a situation where you were getting um pressure from like parents or hey you're married when you're gonna i mean because people do that you know when people get married after a certain amount of time uh my wife and i we were married for five years before we had our daughter and it was a constant when are you guys gonna have kids so was that coming from from definitely from your family as well no that wasn't my situation uh actually the thing about it was this when i my husband and i uh, announced our engagement many many years ago um his dad pulled me aside to give me a daughter-in-law, father-in-law talk. And so part of that talk was, he said, you know, my son really loves children. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I understand. He said, no, he really, really, really loved kids. You get what I'm saying to you. And mm -hmm. so at that point in time, of course, I had no idea that I was going to be experiencing this. Now, I came from a very fertile family. My mom conceived 10 times. She had another sister conceived 10, another that had seven. All of my sisters were able to have children. I was the only one. Hmm. Now, I didn't get pressure from them, but I felt like they didn't understand what I was going through because they were able to obtain what I couldn't. Now, the thing about it is that my husband, when I married him or prior to my marrying him, he had a four and a half year daughter that he had full custody of. So when I married him, I became a full-time instant mom. But another thing that went along with that, I learned the hard way that people don't really consider you, or at least in my case, they don't consider you to be a real mother if you're not the biological mother. I was in church one day, our very first mother's, my very first mother's day, and I didn't know I was going to have conception problems. So I sang in the choir and I was all excited and we were going to go and celebrate Mother's Day. I'm getting hugs from all the women in the church. This one woman in particular came to me and she had her arms wide open and she's smiling brightly. And I'm thinking she's going to say something nice. She walked to me and said, Happy Mother's Day, even though you're not a real mother. Wow. So now you're thinking about all of that kind of pressure that I'm raising this girl full time, my daughter full time. And I'm being told I'm not a real mother. And then to come to the point where now I'm really facing fertility challenges. Wow. What's going on there? So <laughs> it was those type of pressures, but not people saying, Hey, when are you going to have a kid? When are you going to have a kid? I didn't really get that. Um, the issue of infertility is uh, not just a physical condition. It also affects emotional well-being and mental health. Um, how are you able to overcome the non-physical aspects of dealing with infertility? Well, when I went through that journey, I lost myself. I was so consumed with trying to get something that I thought would make me feel like a whole person. Something that I thought would give me that love that I wanted that I wasn't really getting, so to speak. And so I lost myself. And I, 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 I didn't even realize that I had beautiful things going on in my life. And so what I had to do was I had to go back and find Francis again. And I went on this self-discovery journey and I went all the way back to my childhood. And I had to remember the things that were valuable and important to me, the things that made me special. And I was able to make the connection that everything that I was trying to accomplish was external. See, I learned that having a child doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be happy, but that's mm -hmm. what I thought. And so I was able to realize that it was just a part of my body that wasn't operating as it should. I wasn't damaged good. I wasn't less of a woman. 
It was just a person with issues in her body. And so as I began to make those connections and began to get connected with myself again, I was able to slowly come back to finding peace with Francis and reconciling and knowing that I was special and I was a real woman and I deserved to be loved, whether I was able to accomplish childbirth or not. Um, your struggle with infertility also included your husband. Um, what lessons could men learn from him that can help them deal with this challenge? Because many times it's not just the woman who's having, you know, who's dealing with this, so to speak. It's also the men or the husband. So um, what are some of the things that maybe your husband can share with men who who might be in a similar situation? Okay, so before I answer that question, there's two sides to the coin to that. Um, there's the husband who wants to be supportive for his wife that cannot have children. And then there's the husband who's the one who's having the fertility issues, who's and, being mm -hmm. impacted. And so there's two sides to the coin. So one thing about it, I, let me speak to the one where the husbands are trying to be there for their wives. My husband was a champion. He was the one that helped me to, to resonate with the love that I wasn't getting from my stepdaughter. And so he came and he said to me, he said, let love rule. And I thought I was letting love rule, but I wasn't. I was letting the hurt and the pain rule. And another thing was, is that he, we wanted to make sure it wasn't just me only, even though I felt deeply that it was, he supported and he wouldn't have got himself checked. Mm. And so he would say, be there for your wives. You may not can fix it because I, I know men have the tendency to think they can come with the answer all the time. And sometimes the wife is not looking for the answer. She's just looking for someone to listen, to understand, to hold her, to help her to see it's going to be okay. So I would think he would say to, to the man who's trying to support his wife, don't try to solve her problem. Don't try to act like you understand what she's going through. Just be there for her. Ask her how he can be there for her. So as a husband, ask your wife, honey, I love you. I see you're hurting. How can I be there for you? How can I help you? What do you need from me? What do you want me to say or not say? If she has an appointment and you're able to go, go with her. Really be there with her. You're in that together. It's not just a woman problem. It's the family problem. And if one is hurting, everybody's hurting. Hmm. Now, from the flip side, um, my husband, before I met him, um, he had uh, a prostate infection and they thought it was prostate cancer. And so from what I was told, the doctor told him that he wouldn't be able to have children, but it turned out that he was able to. So I would think he would say on that thing is that never give up. Mm. Just because you have a diagnosis doesn't mean that the way is going to be because anything can change and anything can turn around. And for the man who may be feeling less than a man because of that, he will tell you, you're a man not because you can give your wife a child, but you're a man because you stand strong and you're there for your wife. You support your wife. Because like I said, so many things we look at are external and we internalize it. But what really matters is who you are inside and what you're willing to give to help each other through the challenges in your life. Well said. Um, you you obviously going through something like that, you're dealing with clinicians and doctors and um, medication and a host of other uh, healthcare related aspects of, of, 
you know, a situation like this. So um, what are some of the things that you found supportive going through that process with those types of entities? And maybe what are some of the areas of opportunity uh, that could be improved when delivering care to women who may be going through something like what you went through? Well, back 20 years plus years ago, um, the internet wasn't as resourceful as it is mm. now. And so because I kept everything within and I didn't have access to the internet because of, you know, the, my upbringing and everything that I was going through, I didn't know the resources were there. And so what I had to do was, as I began to understand those resources were available, I began to connect with them. And so there are so many resources that's available. I even started later on in life, a infertility support group in my city, giving back that way. The thing about it is that though, you have to be willing to accept the help. Now, as it relates to um, fertility treatments and doctors, of course, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't give advice on that way. But what I will say is that don't automatically assume that you have a fertility challenge until you actually get diagnosed with it. Mm. Go to a professional, let them see what's going on. Let them understand what your body is going through because it may be a mental thing. And the reason I say that is that there was a client of mine and she was convinced that she wasn't going to be able to have children. And so I asked her the first question, well, have you been diagnosed with infertility? And she said, no. I said, well, it's first get you to a doctor, see what's going on. She had convinced herself that she couldn't have children and going through the program that I went with her, she was able to finally have a child, but hers was mental. And so the thing about it is that if you tell yourself you can't, more than likely you won't unless you change that. So find a doctor that resonates with you because sometimes doctors give uh, advice that doesn't feel right. You can voice your opinion. You can choose another clinician if you want to. If it doesn't feel right, speak up and go find someone that's going to hear your voice. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. Um, I want to shift gears now and talk about uh, your experiences as a uh, coach. And so tell me about Heart Desires Fulfillment Coaching um, and your work as a transformational coach. Yeah, thank you. Um, I started Heart Desires Fulfillment Coaching simply because of the heartache that I had experienced. You know, I was reading in the scriptures and it talks about how God will give us our heart's desires. Well, I had a heart desire that was unfulfilled. And so I wanted to start my company to help those who had unfulfilled desires to get those desires fulfilled. Now, how do I do that? Well, I talk to my clients and I find out what they want to accomplish. And then we go deeper and find out what's the blockers. And most times there are blockers, whether it's self-confidence or thinking that you're not worthy because you've made mistakes in your past. You may be potentially looking at what other people think you should be doing in your life, having fears of what people think of you, people making choices for you, whatever those blocks are. I help you go through and remove those blocks out the way identify the goals that you want to accomplish and a roadmap in order to accomplish those goals. We're partnership together. And so I wanted people to be able to say, hey, I have desires and now I have a way to get those desires fulfilled because that's the whole purpose. We can have the desires, but if they're unfulfilled, 
we're still lacking. And that's why I started the company. Um, we have a couple minutes left. So let me just ask, um, after having gone through your journey and now you're at the position where you actually, where you're helping people and, and helping people navigate through all of the different emotions and challenges that come with this, this issue. Um, where do you find happiness today and, and how, how do you sustain it? Well, that's a wonderful question. I find happiness in the joy of knowing that I can make a difference in the lives of others. See, when I wake up in the morning, I think, who can I help today and how can I help them? Is it just by singing a song or is it going out and putting an inspirational post out there or encouraging someone and hearing them come back and say, you helped me through a difficult challenge. How did you know? See, it's about giving back to others, looking without outside of myself and putting the focus on other people. And that's what gives me the joy. And that's what gives me the fuel and the motivation to do what I do on a daily basis. Well, Francis, let me ask you now, um, if people want more information about you or they want to get a copy of the book, uh, where can they go to get the information? Okay. If they, if you want to go and get a copy of Overcoming the Emotional Stigmas of Infertility, Bearing But Not Ashamed, you can go to Amazon and get the book. Actually, my book is all over the internet, many, many retail, online retail stores. Um, and you can actually call your local bookstore and ask them to order a copy that way as well. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn uh, at francisjones.1. I'm on Twitter, Heart Desires FC. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook as well as YouTube at Heart Desires Coaching. And I'm also on TikTok, Jones. But most importantly, you can go to my website, which is www.heartdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesiresdesires